hello everybody, I'm Robert Aducci. I'm going to be the dungeon master for tonight. A little bit about me, uh, I am community manager for D&D Adventures League. And this adventure is not an Adventures League adventure, but it is going to be going up uh, on the DM's Guild at some point. I mean, it's the first part of a really a 10 adventure campaign that I'm writing and I'm writing with some other folks. But it's the first part to the Arcana Rising adventure campaign. Let's go around the table here and say hi to everybody. Please introduce yourself and your characters. My name's Joshua. I play a dwarven fighter in a podcast called Sneak Attack. It's an actual play, Dungeons & Dragons original story with a homebrew world made by my friend Reed. Myself, my wife, and a couple other friends of ours just play and we have a, we have a pretty good time. Tonight I will be playing Fang Fourfist a half-orc barbarian. He's the brother of another character that will be introduced later. But I'm pretty stoked. He's not the nicest guy. It's probably the meanest character I've ever built, if I'm being honest. Hey guys, this is Michael from the RPG Academy podcast. Hopefully you have checked out our show before, but if not, now's a great time to start. We just launched a new 5e actual play podcast called Rot Iron. And we also do a lot of shows where we talk about GM theory and uh, also do interviews and a bunch of one-shots and all kinds of crazy cool stuff. Tonight, however, I am going to be playing a human warlock named Sorfell the Wise. He is a con man, or was, and he tried to con the wrong person. Turned out they were part of the Fae, and I was cursed. And the nature of my curse is something that hopefully will come out in the podcast. Hey, I'm Rich Howard. I am a columnist for Tribality.com. In addition to that, I do game design conversions. Typically, I was doing a lot of Pathfinder stuff, now I'm doing a lot of Pathfinder to 5e stuff. For a variety of variety of companies kind of have a thing about underwater adventure so you'll uh you'll hear me on a few podcasts including the dungeon masters block talking about um aquatic campaigns how to run them why they are awesome yeah i think that's about it really unless somebody else can think of other things you're awesome <laughs> oh sweet thanks yeah. i appreciate that it's got to be said right <laughs> oh i i apparently i'm no argument there, I guess. Tonight, I'm going to be playing uh, Seraphel's the, the Wise's co-con man, or a former con man street performer. A human named Dancer. It's the only name he goes by. He's a uh, street urchin that Seraphel picked up, and they've worked together for a long time. Unfortunately, I'm also maybe part of the reason why he got cursed, or mm. what? not why he got cursed, but we tried to fix the curse, and it may not have gone the way we planned. He's a rogue monk. He is mostly kind of a street fighter. Think of him as uh, like capoeira. He's a heavy acrobat when he goes into melee combat. And that's it. He's got a little touch of something mystical going on too. We'll see how that goes. And I am Dungeon Master Mitch, but today I'm just Mitch the player. You guys know me from the Dungeon Master's Block podcast. You guys know all about that. I don't need to go on about that. Tonight I am playing... Kang Forfist, the other half of the Forfist brothers. I am a half-orc, also barbarian. I'm a little <laughs> bit more good-hearted than my brother, who's a little bit selfish. I am the older one, so I, I do try to steer him in the correct direction at times when I disagree with him. I don't seek out conflict, but I will not shy away from it at the same time. I very much believe in freedom and fighting for what you believe in. So that is Kang. I'm really excited to see how Kang and Fang get along and also <laughs> get along with our friends, Dancer and and Sorofiel. See, I call it Fang and Kang. Yeah, I know. I keep correcting you on that, but <laughs> one day you'll learn. 
Let me know what your passive perceptions are and if you have any character flaws that you want to let everybody know or you want to let me know, that'd be great. Let's start with Fang. What's your passive perception and what's your character flaw other than uh, not being such a nice guy? Okay, my passive perception is 12. My character flaw is definitely, he has a very like short fuse. So if he gets insulted in any way about his race in particular or about his like fighting style or he's not he's not a very big half orc. He's not he's more like a regular human size with just kind of longer pointy ears. So like he doesn't look as much like a half orc probably as his brother, but he's still he's he's proud of his half orc heritage. So he's he's got a very short fuse. He doesn't go into like his barbaric rage for fighting purposes. It's always reactionary to someone just making him angry, basically. All right, how about you, King? My character flaw is my brother. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, my passive perception score is a nine. My character flaw is that I, I believe in freedom so much to the point that sometimes I'm willing to bend the rules a little bit in that kind of way. To the point where even with my brother, whereas I will try to steer him in the correct direction, I reach this point where I'm like, ah, it's his choice. Freedom. He can do what he pleases. Seraphel, how about you? What's your passive perception? What's your flaw? My passive perception would be 10. My flaw is, is twofold. What I chose for the character is that I think I'm smarter than everyone else. <laughs> I kind of have a mentalist, the TV show kind of thing going on. I used to be a con man. Now I try to kind of help people. But the curse... I cannot tell the truth. Like, I am incapable of saying a true statement. So everything I say is a lie. Rich's character kind of has to translate. It makes it seem like I'm sarcastic all the time. Like, no, I don't want to help you. He has a very dry, dry sense of humor. Exactly. I'm fine with you guys knowing that. I don't know if your characters do, but I know Dancer does. How about you, Dancer? What's your passive and your flaw? My passive perception is 14, actually. Ooh. Yeah. I got an Show eye on right? all of you. I got to keep an eye on you, Seraphel. Yeah, you do. Yeah. What did he say? No, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, and my flaw is, it's a little bit of a Robin Hood flaw, the reason why he's doing a lot of what he's doing and kind of fell into becoming a kind of performer, street con man kind of a thing is because he, he kind of feels like that other people that have more money, there are a lot of other deserving people in need. So he is a cat of good in alignment, and uh, I play that in a bit of a Robin Hoodish thing, but only really for the people that he cares for and protects. The other flaw is that, so he's fairly young. I'm playing him, he's like 16. Only recently, he started having some pretty bad visions of otherness that he is, though he's uncomfortable with, it's also kind of opened him up to that he has some kind of arcane heritage that he's still trying to suss out. There's a few things he might manifest during the game in some odd ways. He's still trying to figure that stuff out. And when he does do them, sometimes it doesn't work out well in his head. So um, we'll see how that goes. So the four of you having met each other and you seem to be, let's see, at least Dancer and Seraphel seem to be sort of city folk more than uh, wilderness folk. Maybe you guys, you know, met each other and have been kind of adventuring together because just because of that because the two barbarians are maybe a little a little less city folk and so true i really enjoy having them around <laughs> <laughs> oh you <laughs> oh, i see what you did there i feel the same way i pat him i, I pat seraphel on the back and say good job you guys have you know traveled to 
some other major city outside of, you know, maybe where you've met, where you normally live, you know, maybe did a couple jobs there and are now heading back to your hometown. You've been traveling through some wilderness in the night before tonight, as you were camping alongside the road, you witnessed something that you had maybe probably never seen before. What kind of seemed to be a fireball just like in the air. It wasn't hundreds of miles away. It was maybe just a few miles away, although it still seemed as it came down to the ground and behind some trees, behind some mountains, probably still too far for you to do anything about, but it was just something of interest. And as Dancer, you kind of look and you notice that it wasn't just a fireball. It seemed to be some sort of flying ship that was burning and falling from the sky. But again, kind of crashed behind some mountains, some leagues away. Just an interesting, interesting sight to say the least. Yeah, that's strange. You have since traveled the day and ended up in a small village that you guys came through before. It has a, a little quirk about it. There's apparently a bell that sits in the middle of the village. And anytime there's somebody new that stays in the village, they ask you to ring the bell at dusk and dawn if you're staying there. At least one person from your party. So you guys had gone through there before rang the bell as watched over by Lena, the priestess of uh, Shantea. They just said it's kind of part of their tradition to ward off evil spirits. Hmm. So you've just arrived in town just before dusk. It's kind of raining a bit. It's a really small village. There's one small tavern. Now that it's raining, there's there's a few, a few of the common folk there. You guys huddle in, and just as you're doing so, you know, you look back and you see Lena, priestess of Shantea that you had previously met and just as you guys are walking into this uh, small tavern she looks calls out and she says seraphel seraphel waving at you well this bodes well for us i assume <laughs> let us continue on i turn around immediately in place of seraphel to face her it's just kind of a quirk that i have that i step in front of him when he gets into a conversation she looks and she says well this, welcome welcome back to the to our small village it's a pleasure <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you for uh returning and uh wouldn't have missed it <laughs> this is gonna be difficult <laughs> <laughs> more for me than you but let's, let's it takes all of my deception skill not to be laughing every time he says something yes she says you've just come at a great time the sun is is about to go down and we need someone to ring the bell and since you're our only uh, outsiders would one of you please uh, ring the bell to ward off uh, the evil spirits of the Feywood? I'm not ringing it. <laughs> I look at, wait, which one's Kang and which one's Fang? Marvel, Kang. I'm Fang. Kang. Oh, Kang, Marvel, Kang. Oh, I can See? easily remember that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I turn to Kang yeah. and I ask, Kang, would you mind ringing the bell? Not at all. I shall ring the bell. She ushers you over to kind of the center of the village, and there is a small circle of standing stones. They're only maybe waist high. But in, in the middle of it, where there might be some sort of altar or something, you see this bell that you had seen before. It's bronze, about two feet tall, and there's a large kind of mallet next to it. Um, it's hanging from a stone archway. And she says, please, and she hands you the mallet. She says a quick prayer to uh, Shantea, and basically a protection prayer against the fey of the fey. I'll uh, look at the mallet she's holding out to me. And I'll just say, no, no, I've got this. And I'll pull out my maul, and I will swing it with all of my might, and I will hit that bell. <laughs> nice. You hit the bell easily. You've been here before. You've heard the soft chime of this bell 
of course, it was probably with the mallet before that you heard it last time. Um, this time, you expect a loud ringing sound, but as you strike it, the bell at first makes no noise at all. You hit it, it kind of swings, no noise comes out of it. As it kind of rocks back and forth heavily, instead of any sound you hear kind of fading away, instead sound begins emanating out of it and getting louder and louder. It sounds like cackling of a myriad of small creatures, beings, and it is a bit disturbing. Linus kind of steps back a little bit. I will immediately put my hammer back and I will grab onto the hammer that she has. And I'm going to hit the <laughs> bell again because I'm pretty sure my hammer is cursed. <laughs> Did Sorofel get to my hammer? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Great job, King. Great job. Fang's moving his hands to his swords right now, just kind of getting, getting ready for something. She looks at you and looks at the bell and she kind of looks around. She says, what, 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 what have you done? I don't know. I turn to Seraphel and I go, did you touch that bell? Did you touch the bell? Yes. I told you not to touch things. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I know, I know what that means. Fang, as you are, uh, as you're kind of watching and, you know, you're kind of looking around expecting something strange to happen, as this bell, as it starts getting louder and louder, you're kind of looking at it and you, you notice the little rocker inside the bell. As it swings and strikes the bell, you see small small sparks and small pieces of lightning start forming up and down inside the bell and kind of like going in a circle inside the bell. And this lightning is multicolored, red, blue, and yellow, green. So we were just about ready to walk into a tavern, right? Yep. I take a quick look over my shoulder. There are, how many people are in this tavern? Is it is it packed? Is it? It's a very small village, so there's probably four, four or five people here. Oh, okay, so not the big deal. All right, well, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm actually gonna head straight to Kang. Right. There's clear worry on my face, like something's not right. I want to address the crowd. Folks, there's nothing to worry about. <laughs> you should just stay here and remain calm. That actually might be helpful. <laughs> Fang's rolling his eyes. You hear the crowd inside kind of start murmuring to each other and you know, snippets of conversation about Bell and that seems weird and I wonder if they will come for us tonight then come for us tonight hey i'm gonna go up to stand next to kang and keep an eye on like watch what's happening does this lightning get worse no it doesn't really get worse it just kind of keeps moving around the bell uh, moving up and down it eventually the sound just stops it doesn't fade away it just stops the lightning subsides you all kind of look around expect something you know expecting something to jump out or something but you don't see anything i look at kang Nice hit. I didn't think that my hammer had such power. Mm, I don't think it does. <laughs> then explain this. Mm, I can't. Neither can I. I look at I look at Lena with a, just a quizzical look in my eye and a little bit of a smile like, what? She kind of looks around like she's expecting something to uh, to happen at any moment, not in a good way. She's kind of like worried. Looking around, she kind of looks, you know, there's a wagon nearby. She's kind of looking under the wagon, looking up. She's kind of looking on the roof. She's shaking her head. What are you looking for? Who are you looking for? She says, uh, the, 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 the devils. Devils. Devils? She says, the things from the forest, they, 
this bell, it, it, it has protected us for, for so long. That is why we have it. That is why we ring it. To protect us from the predations of these creatures. You protect yourselves with a bell. She says it is a, a magical bell. It, 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 it wards the fey creatures. Ah, magic. Fang's going to draw his, his sword and his knife. Just kind of a wary of, of something coming. Can I, like, parkour up on top of the, the, like, the tavern? Sure, yeah. You go, you run, you uh, grab the little overhang and pull yourself up. Yeah, it's just so we can get a better look, like, in the distance to see what's going on. By the time you get up there and, you know, after the bell is rung, you kind of, you know, it's it's definitely dust now. It's um, getting kind of difficult to see. As you said, it's raining a little bit, so there's some cloud cover. So it's fairly dark. You're looking around. You don't really see anything except for a few lights in some, some homes nearby. Like distant distant farms kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to yell up to you on, on the roof and just say, Dancer, what do your human eyes see? <laughs> <laughs> I see lights in the darkness, but that's less what I'm concerned about. And I, I just, I put my hand out to quiet Kang and Fang because I know he's going to yeah, yell yeah, something any yeah, second now. A- you know and as well. <laughs> I'm going to listen because, I mean, my listening at this point is probably much better, much more helpful. We're already hearing those crazy little voices. I want to see if I can hear anything coming from the distance. Yeah, the voices actually have stopped as well. It's become quiet. Uh, you hear just the sound of rain and very occasionally some lightning and thunder. In the distance or over top of us? In the distance. In the oh, okay. Distance. Was there a storm coming already? It was raining slightly. Okay, so it was all right. This this storm didn't just show up. No, that's always that's always a good sign. Yeah. So uh, Sorafel is just leaning in the doorway of the tavern, watching these numbs calls, and uh, I'll get the attention of of a serving person. I'll just hold up a finger, that way I don't have to say anything, and just uh, try to get a, a mug of something brought to me. Yeah, you get a mug. Looks like some ale. I'll take a sip and then look at the serving person and go, "Hmm, tasty." <laughs> I'm going to crouch up on the roof for a little while. Kind of, I think the guys have seen me do this before, particularly when we're in a big city. I just kind of crouch like a gargoyle for a little bit, and I'm going to just be on the peak of right over the, where the door is just to keep an ear out and an eye out for a little bit until it gets to be too like rainy for me to be up there. It's not heavily raining. Lena turns to you, Kang, and she says, I'm sorry. She says, I, I, I don't think you really broke it, but I think, was it my imagination, or did you see some some sparks on the bell. I think you could tell from my face that it wasn't your imagination. <laughs> sparks there were. Many a spark. She says, yesterday, a woman came into the into the village. Uh, she claimed to be some distance away, but she asked if, if there were any wizards nearby. I don't know of any except for uh, Helev. He's a crazed old man. Some say he's a wizard, but I asked her to ring this bell, and she... When she did, I saw sparks like that as well. Wizards. Did this wizard go anywhere near this bell? She says, no, he, he lives in, in the Feywood, and she kind of points off. With this information, I'll, I'll say, we will look into it, and I'll head over to Sorafel, and I'll, I'll approach him, because he's the closest thing we got to a wizard in this group. Sorafel, there seems to be some trouble with a wizard. This wizard was able to cast spells that oh you weren't there the bell the bell had lots of lightning and sparks when i hit it it was strange uh i thought it was my hammer but dancer said it wasn't my hammer so it could be this wizard we should probably check this out 
Absolutely, we should do that right away. And I'll take a sip of my... You are always so helpful. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Why are we involving ourselves with a wizard? I just look down at Kang because they're like having this conversation right under me and I just I just shrug like... You're hanging like Spider-Man. <laughs> this one's yours. <laughs> What's the profit in any of this? Oh, there you go with profit again. Listen, if these people are in trouble, we must help them. Don't you agree, Dancer? Yes, I do agree. Do you agree, Seraphel? I live to serve. <laughs> I know you do. Fang turns to Lena and goes, Tell me something. Does this village got some money? Hmm. She says, She says we perhaps have a few gold. Why would you ask? Let's say we get this uh, whole bell problem solved, right? We go talk to this wizard, even though I hate wizards. But we get it all, we get it all put away, right? We'll say there's something in it for us. Maybe, maybe those, those few pieces of gold might go a long way, right? She says, yes, yes, I, I, I think we could, uh, we could spare a few. All right. She's kind of talking to you, and her eyes kind of grow wide. You know, you're kind of holding your sword, but one, she looks like she's looking at you. Her eyes grow wide, and you kind of, you know, take a step back, not sure what's going to happen, and she points right to where your dagger normally resides, and you see your dagger just leaving its sheath. I'm dropping down from the roof just kind of as this happens and stepping in front of her so that I can do what I normally do, which is save face for the group <laughs> for Fang wanting to take everyone's money. <laughs> so I'm standing in front of her and I start to talk to her about like, well, we have a long trip and we could use more supplies than gold, you know, that kind of thing, maybe a horse or a pony trying to negotiate something, but I'm realizing she's not looking at me at all. Right, yeah, she's, she's like, her eyes big, she's pointing, she says, it's them, it's them. She's pointing at the dagger that you see floating. What kind of magic is this? So I turn around and I see, so his dagger's just floating there? It's just leaving his sheath. Can I grab it? Sure, you can try to grab it, go ahead. Give me a dex check. 11. You go to, to grab it and it moves as if of its own volition and dodges out of your way. I'm gonna pull out my maul. You pull out your maul. Yeah, I'm I'm ready. I don't I don't like this at all. This is not a <laughs> this is not boating well. If it's not moving very fast, I'm gonna calmly kind of walk up to it and and like like walk up to it. If I can approach it and it's not like gonna attack me, I'll reach out and see if I can grab it. That's a great idea. You reach out and try to grab it as well. Make me a dex check as well. There is nothing like starting a role-playing game with a one. Ooh. <laughs> you kind of reach out for it. And the reason you your one came up is because as this kind of rain is falling, it looks like it's splashing off of something that is around the dagger, that is near the dagger. It's, it's really hard. You can't see a form, but it seems like rain is splashing off of some small form. And you feel and hear a little bit of wind kind of swooshing in the area as well. Like the, the rain itself is kind of blowing around a bit in this one space? Yeah, it kind of looks like that. Kind of looks like with your perception, you just sort of notice that it just seems like there's something there that you're not seeing. Michael, what is Seraphel doing? Are you just drinking your beer? Or? I'm standing in the, the doorway, sipping my ale, just kind of watching what's going on with a casual disinterest. How about you, Kane? Well, I'm gonna first, I'm gonna punch my brother in the arm <laughs> and kind of point at the dagger and be like, you still think we shouldn't check out what's going on with this wizard? And then I will cautiously approach 
where Dancer is. I've kind of been waiting all along because I, I do look to him for leadership to see if he wants me to do anything, but I'm kind of worried for him right now. With I do not like this. This is a dangerous situation in my mind. I'm not the biggest fan along with Fang of magic, so I'm going to start approaching cautiously in case he needs my help. You approach, and how about you, Fang? Fang's going to turn to Lena. He's going to go, did you do something to my knife? She says, no, it's it's them. It's them. Uh, and exactly who are them? only person I see is you point at my knife, and it starts floating. The creatures of the wood. The fey creatures. They've come to cause mischief. Fey creatures? Great. Another horrible magic thing. <laughs> and he's going to approach where the dagger is. Can he swing his sword at whatever might be, like, holding it? Can he just kind of swing it in the general area or like stab it or poke it yeah for sure good and roll at disadvantage i'm standing right next to it can i can i try and get him to not do that sure i mean <laughs> if he comes swinging in you can interpose yourself i don't want to stand in front of fang and his weapon that's for sure <laughs> okay fang stop wait okay he holds off i rolled really well but he holds off <laughs> there's going to be a time for that i can pretty much guarantee it whatever it is has my dagger i pull my dagger out of its sheath that Fang has always been, like, ogling, and I throw it to him. <laughs> the jewel-encrusted one? <laughs> yeah, the one the one that I stole off that guy that one time. He sheathes it, says, all right, fine. Hey, man, it's my job, right? <laughs> you know the way to Fang's heart, for sure. <laughs> Robert, is this thing still moving toward that, toward, you said it was moving toward a, a hut or a building? Yep, it is. It's kind of bobbing up in the air. Just kind of walking speed? Yeah, yep. Okay. I'm going to keep following it, and I'm going to kind of just use my hands to, like, signal the guys to, like, follow me, but just, like, keep a step back. I'm going to keep I'm gonna keep following it. You follow it. Seraphel, as you are watching all of this, you feel a splash of cold liquid on your head. Uh, you kind of look up inside the tavern, and you see a mug of ale. Just as you look up, it's kind of pouring down on you. You hear some screams and yells from inside the tavern. As you look around, you see people's mugs, people's bowls of food just kind of moving about inside the room. People are kind of screaming, jumping up, backing away, making sort of holy symbols in the air. That'll help. Asking for protection. <laughs> I'm probably somewhat more familiar. I imagine these are some sort of pixies or imps, and they're, you know, it looks like they're just trying to be more mischievous than deadly or evil, but I want to try to concentrate and see if I can determine what, like, are these, you know, phantasmal creatures? Are they just invisible, uh, you know, extra pointer type of thing? So do you want me to roll like an arcana or a perception or is there something else I could do? Give me a perception because you don't see anything. <laughs> you started with a one. I started with a 20. <laughs> nice. Awesome. You still don't see anything, but what you do see is sort of puddles of water here and there, or just like all of a sudden like water will become visible in the air where there was nothing before and you see kind of water being splashed around it gives you a good idea that there are some kind of creatures or beings floating around or flying in the air as this water kind of splashes about show yourself and i promise i won't hurt you <laughs> you hear some cackling the same sort of sound you heard before when the bell rung and a plate gets thrown at you all right i will uh, dodge it i didn't want to do this and I'm going to cast Eldric Blast in the general direction of where the plate came from. Good attack at disadvantage. It's 11 total. Your blasts hit the side of the tavern inside and leave scorch marks. 
but you don't hear or see anything else. That was a warning shot. <laughs> Outside, Kang, Fang, and Dancer, what do you guys want to do? Do I hear Seraphel launched? Seraphel. Oh, yeah. Urgh! I can't walk <laughs> away for two minutes. What do you want us to do, Dancer? Go see if Seraphel needs help. Yes, I'll run back to the tavern. You run into the tavern and see chaos as all kinds of food is thrown about. You get a potato in the eye. <laughs> it's a banana cream pie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mashed potatoes in the eye. You kind of look around and just, like I said, just see chaos. People are kind of running around trying to duck down and protect themselves. And there's just food and beer being thrown about. No weapons flying around or anything, though. No, you don't see any weapons flying around. What do you look like? What are you wearing? What, uh, you know, do you have pouches? I am completely shirtless with a classic kilt and a belt that has a couple pouches on it. That's pretty much it. As you get hit with this, the mashed potatoes, you know, you're wiping it off and just clearing it out of your eyes and you feel yourself lighter and something around your ankles. You look down and your kilt and your belt are around your ankles. Oh, goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I am less phased than I probably should be. (laughs) (laughs) And I continue to do what I was going to do, regardless. And I will just walk over and I will try to grapple my friend Sorofel because I don't want him to hurt people and I see him casting spells, so... Give me a dex save. (laughs) My dex save was 13. You almost trip over your belt and your kilt um, and you kind of stumble a bit, but you catch yourself when you go over to to nakedly grapple uh, Sorofel. I've had many a dream about this happening. <laughs> a, a barbarian's got to do what a barbarian's got to do. Do you want me That's to roll right. a uh, strength check? I can't check? leave you guys alone for a minute. <laughs> Seraphel, are you going to uh, try to dodge out of the way of uh, a barbarian grapple? I'm not trying to hurt anyone. <laughs> is he able to say that in time before I grapple him? Because if he is, like, I, I won't grab, I won't grab him. I won't like tackle him or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so you just sort of, you know, uh, kind of put your hand on him and, you know, just making sure he's not going to kill somebody else, basically. I'll just kind of wave, wave my hand around and be like, there's people in here. You might hit them. Nah. Back outside, once again, Fang and Dancer, you see this dagger start moving uh, behind one of the small huts. I'm going to wave Fang to follow it. I'm going to parkour onto the, onto the roof of this thing and kind of watch it from the top. Fang, Fang will follow it. He'll do He'll do that. You follow around. By the time you get around, Fang, you see the dagger is just sitting on the ground, stuck in the ground, uh, in the mud. Dancer, how about you? What kind of do you look like? What are you wearing? In the mist, he's wearing kind of a heavy, or not heavy, but he's wearing a, an oiled cloak. He's got it kind of pushed behind him. He doesn't wear any armor, so he's just wearing light cloth and things to keep him comfortable and warm. He's happy about having enough money now to have clothes that are comfortable and warm, but he still is not an extravagant guy, and he never he never wears armor. He's just too used to needing to move fast. Even even light ar- even leather armor just seems like too much for him. He has a short sword and hand crossbow that he uses when absolutely necessary, but mostly he tries to either talk his way out of fights or stop them before they they start or use his open hands if he needs to. But he very, very rarely draws a short sword unless it's a life or death situation. As you jump up, I'm mean, kind of stalking around the side of this hut, on the top of the hut, over over to the side to see where that dagger went. You feel a, a little bit of a tug on your cloak. Strange, it feel, feels like someone's untying it. 
No capes. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Do I hear that wind sound yes. again? As you're feeling this and you look, you're kind of being splattered with rain anyways, but it feels like it's a little more aggressive and you feel wind kind of like right next to you. I don't want to do this, but they're now like up in my personal space and doing weird things to me. So I'm going to, I'm going to give like a backfisted punch to the area. I'm not expecting necessarily to hit something, but I'm going to strike it like something's there. All right, go ahead and make an attack roll at a disadvantage. <laughs> well, it's not a one, so that's good. A six and a 16, so that'd be a, a six plus five is 11. You strike out, you feel whatever was grasping at your at your cloak let go. Cloak is still about your shoulders, but you stop. You, like, you don't really hear the swishing of the wind anymore. You hear a, a slight cackle and chuckle. What do you want? You don't hear anything. Yeah, I didn't expect to get an answer to that. It's a pretty cliche question. Who would answer that question? <laughs> a monologuing villain, that's who would answer that question. Money. Money's what I want. Uh, that's what Fang would have answered if you had money. I wasn't money. I hear money <laughs> yelling calling up from downstairs. <laughs> Fang's like, why are you asking me this now? Why are you always you always asking me this question? It's always the same answer. <laughs> Fang, like you said, you walk around the hut and you see your dagger sticking out of the ground. I pick it up. All right, you grab it, kind of look at it. It looks normal other than covered in a little bit of mud. I look up to uh, Dancer and I say, uh, here, you can have this one. And I toss it up to him. <laughs> I laugh as I grab and snatch it out of the air. You snatch it out of the air. Looking around, you don't really hear anything uh, other than the rain or see anything. Inside the tavern, food is continuing to uh, kind of be thrown around. There's a stake on the ground and it gets just chucked across the room randomly. There are mugs that just get thrown. Most people are kind of cowering under tables and you hear this strange cackling from several sources. What do you want to do with Seraphel and King? King, I'm so glad you came here to help me. <laughs> I am here to help you. <laughs> I'm gonna just yell out to the people Everybody get on the ground! And do they get on the ground? Yeah, most people were kind of already sort of crouching or, or kind of pushed up against the wall. Those that were pushed up against the wall kind of ducked down. All right, so after talking with Seraphil and after them getting down, Kang is now of the opinion that, yeah, we got to stop this. So he'll pull out his maul and he's going to approach the middle of the, the tavern. Because there's, is there any, like, indication in here of where, if anything, there are creatures. Other than things being thrown about and this cackling noise every once in a while, you don't see anything. So I'll just stand in the middle of the room, away from people, if I can, and I'm just going to swing my hammer <laughs> in a circle. This is like a tavern slash inn, right? Yeah, it's really small though, but yeah. Okay, I want to run into the kitchen, look for the ubiquitous giant bag of flour, and throw it at Kang. As he's throwing his ball. Perfect. Nice. <laughs> and I'll yell, catch, as I throw it. You can either catch this uh, bag of flour, or you can continue your swing. I, I, I think I'll let the dice determine it, if that's good with you. <laughs> yeah, sure. Dex save or dex check? How about an athletics check? Yeah, an athletics check. Athletics check? All right, let's do that. Okay, perfect. I got well over a 20, so can I hit it with my hammer? Oh, definitely, yeah. Just pull a Babe Ruth. <laughs> you smash the bag, and it's just flour everywhere. Some solid half-orc logic right there. <laughs> you can't see anything for, for a split second as your uh, vision is just 
It's just filled with white. As it kind of calms down, you look around and you do see several small forms floating in the air that seem to be covered in wet flour. I'm going to start attacking whatever it is that I see. As you kind of start to try to figure out what you're actually seeing, they look like small imp-like creatures. You still don't see, like, they're just, I mean, they're just covered in flour, so occasionally you can see through them where there's no flour, but they seem to have wings. They seem to have kind of large ears from what you can make out. And as soon as they can see each other and they sort of know that their jig is up, they, they kind of start screeching and making way towards the uh, towards the exit. What size are these things? Are these tiny They're, they're tiny, yeah. They're like a foot and a half tall, maybe. I don't want to try and hit them. Am I able to try to catch one in my hands as, as they go past me? Yeah, go ahead and make a grapple check. Okay. Uh, hey, Rich, I've joined the club. Crit one. <laughs> nice. All, only only the cool kids. Right? Only the cool kids. <laughs> you kind of you know have to, you know put your two arms out to try to get around one, and these things are uh, very quick. They sort of dodge in between your arms and uh, move towards the door. Seraphel, what are you doing? Since I can see them, I'm going to try to once again use an eldritch blast on one. I rolled a one at their contention. Oh, you just want to be in the cool kids group, Mister. We Come don't on, want bang. to hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> Dancer and Fang, as you guys are moving towards the tavern, you see the tavern door, which has been opened already. These creatures come flying out. At first, they look like ghosts. You're not really sure. They're white, winged creatures flying towards you that look like some somewhat translucent, and they are screaming in terror, it sounds like. All I can picture is is Dancer seeing the door kick open and like a cloud of flour, like the whole tavern's <laughs> filled with flour, there's Eldritch Blast lightning bolts going off in the flower, and me just going, oh, my Seraphel. <laughs> so, yeah, so th- there's a couple of them that come out. Is that what you said? It's kind of hard to tell, but there, there's definitely a few. Fang will throw a dagger at one of them. Go ahead. Join the club, dude. Join the club. I'm not joining the club, but I am going to roll a 22. That will hit. Six damage. You hit it. You hear it screech. And as it flies over Dancer, you get a few drops of blood on you. I'm going to tap into, at this point, we're dealing with forces that are tough to deal with. So Dancer actually, he actually does a little spin, a dance move. He does this kind of meditative moving, circular movement real quickly. And it helps him tap into this part of his brain that he's been reluctant to do. But he has realized that he can influence people a little bit. So he taps into it, and it's vicious mockery is what he has. What Fang sees is as he does this little spin move, there's this weird shimmer that's all over Dancer. Like he's almost out of phase or something weird is happening. So he's going to force one of those things to make a a wisdom save. So 12. It's DC 12, so he made it. Okay. You do that, it kind of, you see it sort of stop for a moment as it feels the effects of your spell, but it, it, it just kind of flies off into the air. And as they're kind of out here for a moment longer in the rain, you see the flower kind of begin to wash wash off of them. Back inside Seraphel and Kang, you see the last of these things kind of flying before the door. What do you guys want to do? I'm going to look at Kang. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to look at Seraphel. <laughs> I'm going to walk over, pick up my kilt, 
strap my belt on, and then announce to the tavern, we've saved you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. The last of these things flies out and into into the night sky, disappearing as the uh, flower washes off at them. So I'm a little uh, I'm a little off balance, like physically off balance now. I actually don't like to hang out with Fang very much. He kind of worries me, <laughs> but um, tapping into that thing is is uh, worrisome to me, and I, I fall off balance into Fang and and need need to be helped a little bit. Fang will hold him up. He'll hold him up. All right. And then we, I kind of just f- point my fingers over toward the tavern, like, let's, let's get, get inside. All right, fine. And he kind of, like, just hobbles them over there and uh, retrieves his dagger in the process. You guys head into the tavern, and the flower is just sort of settling down. The whole room is covered. People are kind of coughing and standing up and brushing the flower off of them and looking at you all. What'd you guys do in here? I look around, and I, I just I just walk in. I take one glance around the room, and then I look directly at Seraphil. <laughs> that couldn't have gone better. <laughs> Actually, it was pretty awesome. Fang, I wish you were here to see it. <laughs> I wish Fang were here, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to look over at the, uh, the serving person. I'll hold up four fingers and go, I'm buying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. She uh, brings over four mugs. While they bring over the drinks, uh, I'm noticing that Dancer is looking less himself than normally. Now, you weren't hurt, right? Like, you weren't attacked? No. I'm, I'm a little pale now. I got my feet back under me, but I'm definitely pale. I will take one of the mugs and I'll hand it to you and kind of push it into your chest because I think that a good ale fixes a lot of things. Are you all right, Dancer? Uh, yeah, I'm okay. We need to find out what that was. Just as you say that, Lena kind of comes in, the priestess. She she looks down at you and as you're sitting, and she says, uh, th- "Thank you for driving driving them away." I yes, and she kind of looks at you, Fang. She says, "Uh, we we, we need your help. It, it, it will only get worse." Well, uh, we'd be happy to help. Perhaps you could give us some of that that coin up front, and that way we can uh be locked in to helping you. She says, "Yeah, yes, I, I'll be back." She uh, scurries out of the tavern. He says, uh, this ale's a good start. He grabs his cup and takes a drink. I'm just shaking my head in disapproval, but I'm used to this. (laughs) I'm just going to give Dancer the eyebrow. Like, just sort of, that's my way of of asking him a question without having to go through the rigmarole. You know, I'm there for you, buddy. I see you give me the the questioning eyebrow, like what's happening. And I just, I tap my head because you're the only one I've probably told about this these weird dreams and this thing that's awakening that i'm not comfortable with so i just i tap my head and then i say i'm i just give you a hand signal that i'm okay and then i actually push my ale over to fang for him to drink and then i say look they this this town doesn't have a lot of gold so what they're going to give us is not what they could give us which is what we need you're saying they could give us more I'm saying they can give us what we need instead of giving us gold that we'd pay somebody else to get what we need. And what we need is, like, a pony and some gear and equipment. And the gold they give us, we could take to a big city. We're not going to get what they can provide us, food. If you need a few coins, Fang, let's get you a few coins, and um, you're welcome to keep my dagger, I guess. But let's let's figure out what we need, because I think they can provide that to us in a, in a much better, more efficient way. Fang grabs the, the second cup. He goes, fine. 
We'll have it your way. But you can't be fainting all the time now. I don't want to be carrying you around the whole place. I, I look uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm going to grab onto Fang's shoulder and give him a little squeeze and give him like a stern look and just say, Brother, it's time for you to be quiet now. <laughs> this is, all right. Then starts drinking. I like to think that the four of us are sitting down having this conversation, drinking our ales, while, you know, the bar is still just covered in flour. <laughs> in flour. Yeah. All the other people are sitting there just kind of All staring at us. All the patrons are covered in flour. Like, we're, we're people out of time at the moment. Like, we're just not reacting. Kind of like the, uh, the scene in uh, the first Avengers movie where the shawarma place is just decimated, and we're exactly. just sitting in the middle like, eh, another day, another, another dollar. Day. Just yep. yeah. Yeah. yeah, you guys are uh, sitting there drinking your ale, and, yeah, people are kind of picking up the bartender and uh, the waitress are just sort of picking up. You do see a, a kind of older, maybe a farmer or something like that. He is kind of doing the same thing you guys are. He's just sitting at the table, kind of shaking his head, watching everybody clean up. A few moments later, uh, Lena comes back. Uh, she's got a small sack that jingles as she comes near you. And she says, this this is uh, this is what the congregation is, has, has pulled together as of late. And she drops it on the table. I grab it before Fang can. <laughs> he doesn't make a move. He doesn't make a move. He's content. Okay. From the weight, you kind of assume it's maybe uh, 30 gold, more or less. Okay. Couldn't even buy a good sword with that. <laughs> I'll look at Lena. You said that there was a that there was a sorcerer in the woods? She says, yes, uh, I don't know. Hell of, he's just an old crazy man. Some people say he's a wizard. I don't, I don't know. Some you hear that old man that's sitting at the table by himself. You hear him start mumbling, and he says, "Hello." He says that he steals souls. He says, "You don't want to go. Don't want to go talk to him. Steal your soul." Steals souls, huh? I seen it. I seen it. You see? Oh, you've seen it. Did Did you have your soul taken? Not mine. Nope. Oh, I was gonna say because you look pretty good. Like you got better. Clearly. This is bad news. That man's bad news. I think we need you to be a little more specific. And I walk over and sit down next to him. He kind of looks up at you and he says, he's a wizard. They're all bad news. He's been living out there. He's he's probably friends with whatever those things are that, that we've been keeping away from us with that bell for the past 40 years. Where did this bell come from? I actually just look around the room. It was a gift. A gift from a cleric of Shantaya before this one came and points over to Lena a little bit, uh, uh, he obviously doesn't like her. Mm. Something happened, and those creatures started messing with the town, and our former priestess gave us this before she left. Before she left. Mm. Can't you just magic it again? <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> ain't got no magic. I like it, Rich. I caught it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Well... You know what, old man? You may be right. That crazy old wizard out there may be friends with these things, which may be exactly the reason why we need to go talk to him. Your life, your souls. Mm, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> We've already been on the road for a long time, mm -hmm. and we're pretty tired, and I am hungry. So is there anything in here not covered in flour? <laughs> not really. Okay. Although, uh, you know, as you say that, uh, the bartender's like, yeah, we, we could we could whip you up something from the back. Great. Let's get something to eat, and then let's discuss this. Lena, do you, do you know where this old man is? This Hala? Yeah, well, not specifically, but supposedly he lives in the hollow there about 
just a few uh, few hours walk. It's in the Fay Wood, and that's nobody goes in there. Well, somebody goes in there and lives there. So unless you've got some other like we need to, we you need to find out what this is. This isn't going to be okay in the long run. The bell it always it always protected the town. Can you meditate? on that and see if maybe your god has some answers i can try i don't she doesn't talk to me much let's just get something let's get something to eat and then let's head out you get something to eat they finish cleaning up the inside of the tavern and you said head out like head out into the woods what time of the day is it sounded like it was late it's nighttime yeah no, it was gonna... just dust yeah i say we get some rest as we uh, finish our meal i'll i'll stand up and kind of dust myself off i'll look to everyone and say Thank you all for the lovely evening. It's been a pleasure. And I look forward to speaking to you again in the morning. And then I will turn on my heel and walk to my room. I will pay for Fang's meal and I'll get him a nice big meal because brother's got to watch out and make sure he grows up to be strong just like his big brother. And I will, even though I'm pretty sure you're actually stronger than me as far as health and stuff. <laughs> and, and I'll pay for his room. And before we do go to bed, I'll kind of pull him aside with my arm around him. And I'll just say, listen, Fang, I know that you do not want to go after this wizard. However, this needs to happen. We need to make sure these townspeople are safe. There is glory in this. You have some gold coming your way now. And, and I'll pull out my chain. If this wizard does turn out to be evil... We can pull our famous chain run on him. Right, right. The clothesline. The, yes. The, it's called the chain run in this world. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They probably don't have clotheslines in Faerun. Clotheslines. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, I'll pat him on no the football. <laughs> All right. So, so we kill the wizard and we get out of there. Well... But listen, but aren't we, I know I like where our souls are right I, now. I prefer them to stay. I'll pat him on the back and I'll just say, listen, please, just let's take Dancer's lead on this. Trust me as your older brother. All right, fine. But I don't care about glory, Kang. Brother, when will you learn? So you guys head back into the tavern. They give, give you rooms. They Most of the folk here are, are, are very thankful, um, other than the old man. Very thankful that you've helped them out, so they offer you rooms. You guys retire for the night. Before I go to bed, I'm going to toss a, a gold coin to the bartender and say sorry for the mess. <laughs> They're thankful. Our heroes have decided to be off to look for this mysterious wizard that lives in the forest. Will this be friend or foe? Does he know how to stop the gremlins from attacking the town? Find out next time in part two of Wild Arcana. <laughs>